Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thank you so much again for clicking on the podcast. It's available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts, but you already know that. At rss.com as well. Do check out the Facebook page, Joe Blogs About Films. Give that a like and a follow so you can see what's happening and when. And make sure to hit the notification button too on Spotify, etc. So you can be notified when an episode is uploaded. Here in episode 44 though, The Matrix makes a return and we are diving straight back into that old world. As Resurrections hit the cinema last week, it feels much, much long ago. Uh, Christmas time is a crazy old time of year, isn't it? All the days kind of blend and merge into one and sometimes you are questioning what is reality and what isn't reality. So, <laughs> perfect timing really. I saw The Matrix Resurrections last night and um, yeah, I mean, there are things I enjoyed about this film, there's things that I wasn't too fussed about. Um, I, I think that it's, it's one of those, isn't it, let's be honest, like you're going in to see this film and you're expecting it to be like the matrix of 1999 because let's be honest like that film changed so much of sci-fi genre like it did so much for cinema itself as well creating new technology for these stunts or just creating new technology sorry for for, for our pleasures really to, to be able to watch and see some of these iconic scenes like play out it was a game changer a massive massive game changer so for everything that the matrix did for the cinema in itself um, I absolutely, obviously, adore and I think fair play, you know, I, I completely respect everything about that. The Wachowski sisters did such a fantastic job with it. I just think that if you're expecting that kind of same thing with this film, if you're expecting cinema to be once again completely reformed and changed and this groundbreaking new cinema experience, I think that you need to probably downplay those expectations because this film is, it's it's not... It's not as good as the others, obviously. Like, it's never going to be as good as The Matrix of 1999. It's the original Matrix, which is, I think, straight away when I was going, and I was like, let's just let's just get that out of our heads. Like, in fairness, I went in to watch this film as two, as like a separate piece altogether, like an extra, just a bit of an add-on. Like in, And that's no disrespect to anyone involved in this film. I just think that the trilogy ended fine. I know that there's kind of things about the third one that people weren't too fussed about, or at least it's the, it's the weaker of the bunch, should we say. But I thought that it was all, you know, it did did a pretty good job in one, two, and three, and and then that was it. And I think that would have been it. And then here we are yet again with the Matrix Four. Uh, so I'll give you the synopsis. Obviously, that'd be a, probably a good place to start. Sorry, uh, two decades after Neo supposedly died, we find his synthetic alter ego Thomas Anderson living out his life obliviously, munching blue pills prescribed by his therapist. In recovery from mental breakdown, he's having visions after meeting the familiar Tiffany, which is essentially Trinity. His world starts to open up. And there is a lot of like, there's some, there's some real kind of like nudge nudge moments in this film, like especially like for fan service that is this this whole new world. This we're entering the Matrix once again. Obviously, I mean, I I don't want to go into too many spoilers per se of this film if you've not seen it, but I, I know a lot. Like, the trailers did re- reveal a heck of a lot, like a heck of a lot. But I won't go into like who's behind everything, this that and the other, or, or you know anything like that. But I am going to kind of talk over just a little bit about where we find Neo because. This is a very self-aware film, like to the point where there are meetings of, you know, exec boards talking about another Matrix film. And it's kind of like that whole, you'll have heard the, the, the word meta used quite a lot. And yes, it is very meta. I just think it's, it's, it's intriguing. Like some of the concepts of these films, this film was so good. Like I felt that there are some things in this that worked really well and some things that didn't. So we'll, we'll probably talk about the things that I liked first before anything else. I think that, I mean, just for starters, just seeing Keanu Reeves back as Neo, to see Neo and Trinity, that is, together again on screen in a film, obviously a Matrix film as well, that is, 
uh, this year is something that I don't think anyone would have ever expected. The only time that you'd have probably thought you'd be able to see Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss together in a Matrix film again would be if you were watching like a rerun of the original Matrix at the cinema, because there's been a ton of those, let's be honest, but to see them together perform, like they have some of their best scenes together in this film. Like, without a shadow of a doubt, one of my favourite scenes isn't even wasn't even anything groundbreaking or special effects this or action-packed this or, you know, fight sequences. It was just them two sitting in a coffee, um, which, funnily enough, the coffee place was called Simulate. I thought that was great. And it's that kind of stuff that I'm saying, there's kind of nudge-nudge moments within the film where almost like Lana Wachowski is, you know, saying, I, I know you get this and I, I too get this. It's, this is my world. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like she... It's for the fans, you know what I mean? That's, that's what this film is. It's really for the fans and kind of... I hope this is one of those films where in future we look back at it, or at least I will look back at it and think, oh, actually, maybe they were kind of going on this. Because, like I said, that there's the self-awareness of this film is it's it's throughout. Like it is so throughout. Like we'll come we'll come to that in a second and talk more about it. But there is a lot of a lot of like re like not rehashing or regurgitating moments, but moments that you've seen before playing out exactly the same as what they will have done, um, but with like maybe different twists and such. But just sticking with what I was talking about for a second, because this is what I do on this podcast, I start at one point and then I start rambling on my 10 point down the, <laughs> down the road, so bear with me. But seeing those two together, sorry, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss together was amazing. Like I said, this cafe scene where they're having a conversation, it was beautiful. Like it was so wonderful, like and so perfectly performed that I, I was like, yes, I, I the, these guys know their stuff. Like these guys know these characters inside and out. So it's a little bit like... I don't know, like, just, just lovely. Like, that's the best way I can put it. Because then it comes, like, you get those kind of quiet moments between the two. You're seeing the trailer as well. There's a lot of moments where they're on the back of Trinity's motorcycle and there's a lot going off around them. Those moments are great as well. Like, don't get me wrong, like, other things that I enjoyed about this film were, of course, the action, because some of the sequences were unbelievable. Strangely enough, though, the CGI didn't seem to hold up as well as the original Matrix, which, I, I mean, again, I know that they were changing things and making a groundbreaking success almost with special effects and CGI, which is then strange because Resurrections kind of is just another big film, if that makes sense. That's how I see this, and that's not criticism at all to obviously Lana Wachowski or anything like that. I just, it just doesn't. It was like the Matrix, but the most new kind of Matrix, if that makes sense. Like obviously it's new. It's been like twenty odd years since we had the last one, so of course it's going to have to be some kind of, you know, regeneration of the film, if that makes sense. Um, but no, there are other things in this that, that I, I did enjoy. I say I thought that. The, the main thing for me was that Trinity and Neo were spot on. And they were spot on. Obviously, other performers in this film, Jessica Henwick, who plays Bugs, oh my gosh, like so bloody good, like really, really excellent. Like so gripping and captivating as a performer, really brings us back into that world again. She's the one that pretty much introduces, obviously, well, brings Neo back really in the, into, into the Matrix, of course. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, I love this guy. Like I absolutely adore him as a performer. Like say, he's working Candyman, Aquaman, all that, you know, he, he is so, so good. But having him as Morpheus, and this is similar to Jonathan Groff as well, who plays Smith. And this is one of the things that I wasn't too fussed about, strangely enough, is the fact that you've got these iconic characters in Smith and Morpheus. Like, why didn't you just, why couldn't you just got the guys back? Why couldn't you got Lawrence Fishburne or Hugo Weaving back? I didn't, I didn't get it. Like, I, I, I understood why when they explain it all in the in the film, and and you know why Morpheus is different, and and Yaya Abdul Mateen II. Don't get me wrong, does a fantastic performance as Morpheus, but I'm constantly sat there going, I'm trying not to compare you to Lawrence Fishburne, 
but it's really difficult not to because you're not my Morpheus. Um, but all that aside and all the comparisons aside, Yaya does a fantastic job. As to Jonathan Groff, in, in fairness, like I, I, that was the one, in fairness, I was more concerned about because Smith is such an iconic villain. Like Hugo Weaving, again, his, his portrayal in those three Matrix films were just brilliant. Like, again, a great, great villain. And then you've got Jonathan Groff, who's, I don't know, just a bit, yeah, all right, I guess. It's just a really strange one. Like, I, I, I would have loved to have seen as many of the original cast back, as, as I'm sure many other fans as well. And this is the thing, like, this review here is coming from someone that, that enjoys The Matrix and appreciates it as an art and what it's done for cinema, like I said at the start. But I'm not, like, your diehard Matrix fan. Like, I've got friends, one of my best friends is a massive Matrix fan, so I know that this film will mean so much more to them and, you know, to, to, the, to those fans as well, sorry, that it will to me. Like, I, I've gone in, like I said, to watch this film as, like, a, a continuation of that story and where this could go. I just felt that it was a little bit... Like, there's a lot of unnecessary sequels that come out over the years. This is borderline unnecessary. Like, did we need it? I mean, of course, we do we ever need a sequel? <laughs> Let's be honest, do we, ever, do we ever need a sequel? Definitely not. Like, we didn't need this Matrix film. Like, I, I will say that it, did, it doesn't... I don't think it adds enough to be like, yes, this is a groundbreaking film. This is a much-needed addition to The Matrix. Like, I didn't I didn't for once feel that they were doing this film purely because the third one was received poorly. I think that they, they genuinely... You know, Lana Wachowski had an idea. Maybe the fact that her sister wasn't involved with this had some kind of part to play in that because it definitely felt the lesser of the three, really, which is really strange because I was thinking, right, it'll not be as good as Matrix 1. Definitely not, obviously. It could be as good, if not better, than the second one. Definitely maybe better than the third one. But I would say that the Matrix films, in terms of best quality, are all in the right order. One, two, three, four. This film feels like the Matrix, but it's so, so different at the same time like you've got your classic green blue tinges here there and everywhere within this film but there's also there's there's different color schemes and everything looks brighter and everything just doesn't feel like the matrix but we are in the the major it's really weird saying this because like i say, this film is so self-aware that you've got obviously neo or thomas anderson i should say and this is the only kind of minor thing that, I, that i'm maybe close to spoilers i would say is just that his character which i don't know like when i was reading reviews about it myself before they were kind of saying this anyway so i'm just going to go on that and again if you've not seen it then i'm really sorry it's just that his character thomas anderson in the real world of i should air quote real world um as he's munching his blue pills he's like a game designer who designed a trilogy of games called the matrix and i get it like i like that kind of i i guess i i guess i liked it. it's a very risque kind of approach to it but then it's you know it's it's that sense of bringing him back to the the actual real world bringing him out of the matrix and and him fighting that and trying to get trinity back this that, and the other and then the, the stakes i would say that there are stakes there within this film for neo as a character and, and obviously he's been living his life in a bit of a loop kind of thing um but i wouldn't say the stakes are as great as what they were in that first trilogy and that's my only i'd say that's what i would take of this film is that i did enjoy it i thought there was moments that were that were pretty like i say pretty great i say they needed more fight sequences. Just on a, on, a, on another side note, they needed much more fight sequences. Like Kung Fu is a massive thing in the Matrix films, and they did some great choreo choreography in that first film. This one, there's some there, but not a lot. And like I say, I think that it would have been better to maybe have a more of a kick-ass fight, if I'm being honest. Let's be honest, we, we all, we all want to see kick-ass fights. The only thing... Again, that was, and I don't want to sit here like a sounding like I'm so underwhelmed with this film. Like I, I, I wouldn't say that I was completely blown away with it, but I wouldn't say that I hated it either. I just felt that it was. I didn't think the plot was 
was brilliant. I thought it was was just fine. Um, but like I say, I think that, that there's a lot of fan service in this film. And, and this is the thing for fans who are massive on the Matrix, you will you will love this film. Like you will absolutely love this film. Like I say, this is coming from someone that appreciates the Matrix, and I love the first film. Don't get me wrong, it's so good. But there's these moments in the film that start off, and I was enjoying them to start with, where we get to see clips and and stuff like cutting away to the original trilogy. Um, you know, like even when the new Smith that we've got in this film's talking. And it cuts to obviously Hugo Weaving Smith talking as well, and those other kind of moments. Well, just the kind of like the same same scenes, just playing out a little bit differently. But by having these moments and and clips from the film scattered throughout, I just got a bit tired of it. Like I I, I liked I really liked it at first. Thought, oh, oh, this is pretty cool. I like this. And then after like the tenth time or whatever it was, I was like, I I just. Find your own identity, if that makes sense. And again, I don't mean that in such a harsh way. I just, just it, this is this film does struggle a little bit with finding its identity. And there are moments where you are sucked completely out of the film, where there's a lot of, you know, exposition or, or talking in between, like the 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 like just mainly the middle bit. It's a little bit of a just got to get through it kind of thing. But like I say, the main thing for me that I loved the most out of this was just seeing Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss performing together as, as Neo and Trinity because it was amazing. Like, it was wonderful to watch. It was just perfect. They performed so well. I thought they, they really had that connection again that you wouldn't have thought there'd been about 20-odd years or so in between these last few films. It's just, yeah, just the film was was just okay, I would say. I think that there's some great work in this. There's, there's, there's definitely an idea that could have gone off to be amazing, but sadly, I just think it lacks everything that the original Matrix trilogy had um, which is a great shame for me, anyways, because like I said, I, I went into this film just kind of detaching myself from it, being like, like, let's watch this as a as a new piece of the puzzle or whatever, um, a new code in the Matrix, and let's just see where it goes. And sadly, I would say that I was a little bit underwhelmed with it, but still, it has moments in there that are really, really enjoyable. Like I said, the action sequences and the end of the film, obviously, when everything's kicking off, it is just so great to watch. It's just it took us a while to get there. So out of ten, I would probably say this film for me. Uh, push i'm gonna go with six out of ten i think six six and yeah six i i didn't want to go any lower than that because i don't want to be too harsh on it but at the same time i, I don't think it, i can go any higher than that purely because i've only seen it once maybe if i watch it again it might like i say i'm hoping in a few years time i look back at this film and i rewatch it and i go jesus like lana Mikowski really was like onto something there like she was kind of maybe she was just poking fun at Warner Brothers and such or any other studio company that just want to regurgitate and reuse old characters this that, and the other bringing out these because honestly like it's it is so like on the nose at times it's it, it's it's funny and then sometimes it can be a little bit like oh just do your own thing like just doesn't have to keep nodding like there's been a lot of these films that have come out over the years where again we're getting a lot of fan service like I say the Star Wars trilogy Ghostbusters Afterlife what else have we had this year that's there's been like uh, I don't know oh, Spider-Man No Way Home of course there's a plenty of fan service in that but some of these films like they do it they do it really well and they can execute a fantastic film with fan service don't get me wrong sometimes it is like just please stop doing that and like this one is just it's as a sequel i think it is it's fine like it's not amazing it's not groundbreaking any right but i just think that again did we did we need this matrix film i don't know you tell me argue with me let me know if i'm completely wrong and you're not gonna listen to the podcast anymore but this has just been my thoughts on the matrix i say some great performances in there some some of the plot was a little bit but still it's a matrix film we got trinity and neo on the screen together so i should really be happy shouldn't I? let's be honest so hey thank you ever so much again though for listening to this episode i'm going to be coming at you with a end of year review going to go over some of my favorite films of the year as well maybe even throw in a couple of disappointment ones as well because there's been a plenty of those um or underwhelming films i should say but still we're going to go over my top films of the year as well before 
hopefully before New Year's, uh, which is tomorrow, New Year's Eve. So yes, stick around for that. I will see what I can do. But thank you ever so much again for clicking on the podcast and for supporting as always. Until next time, though, take care. <laughs>